Hey, hey, hey! Exciting news! Do you ever look in the mirror or at a photograph of yourself or put on some clothes? Or rather, don't put on some clothes because the clothes you really want to wear are hanging in the cupboard or buried in some bag at the back of the cupboard and your heart sort of sinks and you think... I know, I know I need to do different things. I know I need to do something different to lose the weight, to get healthy, to do all the stuff I want to get to, to what Dr. Alina calls healthy, amazing you. And yet somehow I can't do it. You, my friend, have what is called a doing gap. It's not a knowledge gap. It's a doing gap because you're busy and you've got other stuff going on. So the Radiate and Renew program starting, drum roll please, next week, we're kicking off on Tuesday next week. It's super exciting. You will learn to do four small but mighty habits that you are going to enjoy and it's going to be easy. Now the idea of this, there's two ideas behind it. Number one, you do the habits, in a year's time you've still got the habits and they really have moved the needle. You know, you're really doing things slightly differently. But also, once you start doing things differently, you realise that you can carry on doing things differently. And so you might decide, hey, I'm going to do the reboot or I'm going to do something else and I'm really going to get to the bottom of this goal. I'm going to reach my goal. So if you are interested, if you'd like some help and support, Radiate and Renew starts on Tuesday. I will leave the link in the show notes. Welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Carrick. I teach busy mums who are trying to juggle everything to transform their lives, to lose weight and lead a healthy life so they can feel fit and fabulous. On the Fit and Fabulous podcast, we chat about nutrition, healthy living, emotional wellness in a way that you can apply to your life. I'll show you how to stop being frustrated and overwhelmed with healthy living and how to make it fun and easy. You're invited to sign up to my free New Me workshop. Change your mindset to healthy living in five days. Get to the bottom of those I can't do it thoughts and transform them into wow, it's so easy and fun. You can sign up at drorlina.com slash new me. That's doctor, D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new line in the middle, me. and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick. Today we're talking cravings and how to combat those cravings. I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now quickly, just before we dive into cravings, firstly I want to remind you that you are welcome to come and join the Fit and Fabulous Facebook group where we are doing monthly themes. So the month of February is lentils and legumes and that's what we're focusing on this month. I do a Monday morning motivational video, which is only a couple of minutes long, and it's just to keep healthy eating in the forefront of your mind. Now, if you would like to come and join in, you are more than welcome. Just go to Facebook, and the the name is Fit and Fabulous with Dr. Orlina Carrick. Secondly, I am doing Dr. Orlina's Super Hour. I have two slots available, and so if you're interested in taking one of those slots and working out how to get from where you are now to the next step along your healthy eating or weight loss journey, then you're welcome to join the wait list or sign up for one of the sessions. And in this session, we will be having a look at different areas. It depends what you bring to the table. 
So here are some of the things that we will think about. How to create your unique, healthy living, um, eating that fits into your busy life so that you can lose weight, gain confidence in your body and move with ease and agility. How to create healthy habits that you love and enjoy so that you live a healthy lifestyle without thinking. And life is just easy and you get on with your routine knowing that it's the best routine for you and your family. How to engage your, sorry, how to manage your mind and emotions so that you don't get derailed and sucked into those negative spirals or self-sabotaging behaviour. And how to prioritise your self-care in a way that benefits your family so that the best thing that you can give your kids is your own happiness. Look after yourself, let go of tiredness and frustration and create an energised you so that you can connect with your family. So if that's the things things that you're interested in, please reach out to me and we will arrange a time to meet up with Dr. Orlina's super hour. Okay, cravings. Hands up who has ever had a craving. You know what a craving is. When you just can't get that food out of your mouth, uh, sorry, mind, and you would really drop everything and reroute your entire day to get that specific food, that all-encompassing thought, which is, I must have that food. These can happen on a smaller or larger level. So for me, I find coffee is my addiction. And I don't like to have my coffee first thing in the morning. I like to have it mid-morning. And then I find myself getting the kids ready for school. And all I can think about is, oh, I just want a cup of coffee. I just want a cup of coffee. And it's not because I'm tired. It's because I know I want that caffeine rush. And that, my friend, is an addiction. It may not be a large, large addiction that's taking over my life, but it is still addiction. And as I say, there's a scale for addiction. So some people might, it might just be a cup of coffee. And for other people, it can be this all-encompassing oh my goodness, this is the thing that I am craving. I can't get this out of my brain. So what is going on here? Well, these cravings are essentially habits gone wrong. So if we take a step back and look at our body, our body likes to do things efficiently. We have different parts of our body that work. We have our prefrontal cortex, which is the thinking part of the brain. So that's the bit we use when we say, aha, I'm going to give up chocolate for Lent. We think this is a fabulous plan because there's going to be so many benefits and it's something that we can do. And then we have other parts of our brain that go, uh, normally we eat chocolate at this time of day. Now, habits aren't just about food. They're about everything. So you think about brushing your teeth. That is a habit. We get ready for bed and we think, oh, I have to brush our teeth. And what our brains have done is they have created a shortcut. They want to be efficient. When we use our prefrontal cortex, we have to think about things. So think about trying a new recipe or driving a new route. You are constantly working out what you have to do, and that takes energy. When you're cooking something that you're used to cooking or driving a route that you know, you just do it automatically on autopilot. Your brain has already created this, ah, this is just what we do. We're going to do this without thinking. It's more efficient. And that is how our brain works. And this is driven by a neurotransmitter called dopamine. So that's the reward we get. We get a surge of dopamine in our brain that goes, ah, isn't that wonderful? And 
The first bit of the habit, that bit where we're looking forward to something, is us going, oh, we're going to get that dopamine, we're going to get that dopamine, that dopamine is going to be fabulous, and I'm going to feel like this, ah, coffee, or ah, chocolate, I feel so much better. And that dopamine release is fabulous on some levels, because it's the thing that made us go out and do things. So it's the thing that makes us go and find food. Without the dopamine, we would all starve to death, because we would just be like, well, we don't need food, I'm perfectly fine without it. So dopamine is a driver for us to go and do things, whatever that thing is. And this is how habits are created. We get, we create this shortcut that is fueled by this dopamine release. Now, what about when we really crave something or when we're even worse than that, addicted to something? What happens is we get a big amount of that thing. So if you think about modern days, there are so many ways for us to get a glucose hit or something else, a big dopamine rush, which could be anything. It could be online shopping, it could be drugs, it could be alcohol, it could be pornography. All kinds of things give us these dopamine rushes, which back in the day, we didn't have available to us. It wasn't that when we were living simple lives, there wasn't anything that we could really get that big rush from. And when we get this big rush, our body goes, wow, that is quite a lot of dopamine. My brain can't really cope with that. And if we do this consistently over and over again, what happens is our brain goes, okay, we don't need quite so many dopamine receptors. We're going to down-regulate this. So it reduces the number of dopamine receptors that we have in a bit called our nucleus accumbens, which is a little bit in our brain. So when we have this, whatever it is, big load of sugar, in this case, when we're talking about food, that drives that dopamine rush, we don't feel, we don't get all of the the dopamine because we've got less receptors. And our body is going, okay, well, if we're going to have this huge hit of sugar, we need to feel a little bit less. And so we need to drive more and more into our to create the same effect. And this is what happens for people who get addicted to drugs as well. But their dopamine receptors down-regulate, so they need more and more of the drug to get the same hit. It's not like they get a high the entire time. So they might start off and you think, wow, this drug is amazing, I've got this amazing hit. But the next time you need a bigger dose and a bigger dose. And it's not like getting high the whole time. It's almost as if you feel that you want to get back to normality. Now, I am paraphrasing from other people I have read. I personally have never been a drug addict, thankfully. So I'm just listening to what other people say about their experience of taking drugs. So how does this happen with food? Well, mostly it happens with glucose, sugar. Mostly we we crave sugar and flour. Now, flour is, and flour has been labelled by some people as the drug of foods because it is so powdery and it looks very, very similar to drugs and you can see where the similarities arise. And what happens with flour is it has pretty much the same effect as sugar. It creates a glucose peak, a very strong glucose peak, where back in the day, we wouldn't have been able to get that strong glucose peak. If you think about what we used to eat, berries and fruit and honey, that was where we got our sugar from. 
And when you eat these kind of foods, the sugar levels don't go up so quickly. So flour and sugar are the culprits that give us a rise in glucose. We've got two things going on, this rise in glucose and then this rise in dopamine. And you know what it's like. You're like, oh my goodness, I need to go and get this food. And that is what is going on in your brain. So how do you stop this? How do you untangle this? The good news is that you aren't broken, that this is perfectly normal. There is an interesting question why this happens more to some people than to other people. And part of it, I think, is genetic and part of it is um, what we are used to. And I think the bottom line is that everybody is susceptible to this at some level, but some people are more susceptible to it than other people. So how, I guess the first question is, how do you know whether you are experiencing hunger, true hunger, or a craving. Now, I think most people really know this, but it is interesting that often people do confuse hunger with cravings. If you are hungry for one specific food, then it is a craving. My children say to me, I'm only hungry for chocolate. And I say, there is no such thing as being only hungry for chocolate. If you are truly hungry, you will eat anything whether it's an apple or something, even something that you don't particularly like. And as an aside note, I think this is an interesting thing. I see this with my children, that they have this idea that eating food has to be their favourite food the whole time. Whereas I think that eating food is about refueling your body and giving your body the fuel that it needs. So, for example, sometimes I might make a soup. And I have to confess, not all my soups are fabulous. Sometimes I'm a bit like, oh, I put too much herbs in this or it didn't kind of work out the way I wanted to eat, wanted it to turn out. But I will still eat that. It's not so disgusting that I'm going to go, yuck, I can't possibly eat this. But my children will say that. They'll go, I don't want to eat this. Because they only want to eat foods that are their favourite foods. And anything that doesn't come above that line, they're like, well, no, I'm sorry, I'm just not going to eat this. And that's a dangerous place to be because now we have so many choice of foods that it is possible to live off essentially your favourite foods the whole time. Whereas back in the day, in the past, you couldn't do that. You just had to eat what was available to you. So to distinguish between true hunger and cravings, if your craving is a specific thing, your hunger is for a specific thing, then it is not hunger. It is a craving. Now, how do we get rid of cravings? Well, there is good news and there is bad news. The good news is that it is perfectly possible to retrain your brain and to regrow those dopamine receptors that you have down-regulated. The bad news is, and this will sound scary to you if you you have this um, dopamine thing going on is that essentially you have to stop eating sugar and flour for a period of time. Now if that sounds very scary to you it is probably because your dopamine receptors are going whoa that is just not going to happen. Now I do eat flour but not very much of it And I can tell you from someone who doesn't eat sugar and flour very much that actually my life is perfectly fine and I 
don't worry about it anymore. And I have definitely been in that place where I would crave chocolate or sweet things. And now, if I want a sweet rush, I will eat a handful of berries or a pear or something like that, which is going to give me a glucose rise and it is going to give me dopamine rise, but not a huge, giant dopamine rise. So there is light on the other side. Now, what you have to do, essentially, is give up sugar and flour for a period of time. Now, this has two effects. Firstly, it retrains your dopamine receptors, but also it retrains your taste buds. Because if you're used to having lots of sugar and lots of salt, which are in all those floury products, your taste buds will also be looking for that sugary, sweet taste. Now, you can just do this. I have my Dr. Alina's Healthy Eating Reboot that if you're interested in, that is a two-week program that walks you through this two-week reboot. And I designed it for two weeks because two weeks is a doable period of time. Some people may take a little bit longer, and that's fine. You can just do it for three or four weeks if you want to. But it's really about finding ways that you can do this that fit in with your life. And it is perfectly possible. Um, Lots of people ask whether you can sort of trick yourself and use artificial sweeteners. And I would say, no, you can't. And the reason for that is manyfold. Firstly, artificial sweeteners trick your body into giving your body that sweet sugary taste. So you're still getting that dopamine receptor rush. And actually, studies have been done that show that people eat artificial sweeteners, actually eat more food than people who don't eat artificial sweeteners because they're still craving something. It doesn't satisfy that craving. So personally, I recommend no artificial sweeteners. If you want to get a sweet rush, get it from fruit rather than from flour and sugar. So easy to do. It sounds super easy. Um, It is difficult at the beginning, but once you get through that, it is much easier. And then when you get out the other end, you can either decide, okay, I'm giving up sugar and flour forever. And I think this really depends on where you're starting from. If you're somebody who really, really struggles with cravings and feels addicted to certain foods, then you're better off just letting those foods go rather than allowing them in moderation. Other people get to the stage where they go, okay, I can allow myself a treat day. And on Sunday, I can eat whatever I want, eat sugar or allow myself a piece of chocolate. And I think that is about your own self-awareness and your own self-knowledge. And different people find different ways that work for them. So in a nutshell, cravings are when you have down-regulated or up-regulated your dopamine receptors so that you are getting a reward for eating food. Your brain is seeking this reward for eating food. And the good news is that you're not alone and that you can totally reverse this. And the easiest way to reverse this is to give up sugar and flour so that you aren't getting that dopamine hit from that sweet, sweet glucose rush. And if you would like any help, feel free to ask me about Dr. Alina's Healthy Eating Reboot. I hope that was helpful to you, friends, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina. If you enjoyed it, I would be really grateful if you could share it with a friend. Every time you share a podcast episode with a friend, it helps me to reach and help more people. 
Remember, you're welcome to sign up for the new me challenge. Dig out those I can't do it thoughts and replace them with, wow, this is easy and fun. You can sign up at drlena.com slash new me. That's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash new dash in the middle me. Have a lovely week and see you next week. Goodbye. 